look at everything you're doing. So in other words, if you're sending out a thank you letter, pop in a buck slip about talking about monthly giving. If you are doing petitions and you online and you're saying thank you for signing a petition, in that thank you, you know, like autoresponder, you can put a message in like, hey, you know, it would be even better if you could join with the monthly gift, you know, da, 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 and then click right through, right? Um, email, you know, welcome email series, uh, you know, every opportunity that you have where you're reaching out to your donors or your prospects, see where you can build in the option. Hey, y'all, welcome to season three of Group Thinkers. I'm your host, Justin McCord. Uh, you know, Group Thinkers is the podcast from RKD Group, a leading data-driven multi-channel marketing and fundraising firm for nonprofits. On this episode, we're chatting with the wonderful Erica Vosdorp of A Direct Solution. Hope you like my Dutch pronunciation, by the way, Vosdorp. I've, I've been working on that uh, at, at Erica's Council. Erica is the president of A Direct Solution. She is also an author. Uh, she's a blogger, uh, constant contributor to thought leadership in the space. She's an AFP master trainer. She's the former U.S. ambassador for the International Fundraising Congress. Uh, I've, I've known Erica for a few years now, and she is um, she's such a delight and um, really, really smart. Um, she is an expert in an area that we're going to dig into, uh, on this episode. That's, uh, that's monthly giving. Yeah. Erica is, is quite the expert on monthly giving. Uh, she, she actually has written a book about monthly giving. Uh, she's going to talk a little bit about that, but just wanted to plug that book at the top. It's called monthly giving the sleeping giant. And, uh, you can get it on Amazon if you're looking for, uh, some new content to dig into in the area of monthly giving. So, you know, we know that monthly giving is, is a huge opportunity in the nonprofit marketing space, uh, maybe now more than ever. Uh, you know, you've got this whole rise of subscription behavior from consumers and, and you know, you just got to consider the fact that there are e-commerce subscription options for anything that you can imagine, uh, beer and wine, child and baby items, contact lenses, cosmetics, meal kits, uh, stuff for your pets, razors, apparel, video games, and on and on and on and on. And so, you know, subscriptions are, they're now the norm more than ever. And since consumer behavior informs donor behavior, what well, we wanted to chat with Erica about starting and optimizing a monthly giving program. So, um, so, you know, last thing before we get into this episode, love to have you connect with us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Group Thinkers on both and continue the conversation uh, about monthly giving, continue the conversation about uh, each and every guest that we have. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's dive in. So for now, here's uh, a chat with Erica Vosdorp. Um, so, uh, Erica Wadsworth, thank you so much for taking the time and welcome to, uh, this episode of group thinkers. You and I have been having lots and lots of conversation about, uh, monthly donors and you are, uh, I'm going to call you an expert. You're an expert in the area of monthly donors. And so I want to talk to you about that today, but just at the outset, um, do me a favor and share with our audience your journey. 
how you got into the nonprofit space, your journey from offline into you know this monthly and more online. Uh, give us a snapshot of of what's brought you to today. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Justin. So I actually originally have a uh, direct response background. So I came from uh, Reader's Digest. I started working there right after college, uh, Reader's Digest in Amsterdam. I'm Dutch. So I was born and raised there. And uh, I so originally I got involved in like direct response, got really excited about it, especially because you can you can see the results, right? You can you can analyze how your uh, appeals are doing. And Reader's Digest in those days, I mean, I'm talking early 80s now, okay? Long time ago, right? Days before email, days before, you know, like the uh, all the online websites didn't even exist, right? So it was all direct mail. It was a little bit of telemarketing and that was about it, right? So I get really excited about uh, direct mail and, and I worked with different publishing companies after that. And then, um, you know, 26 years ago now, I moved to this country, to the, to the States. I got married to an American and started working at International Fund for Animal Welfare. So that was my first foray in nonprofits. As I said, I'd always been in publishing, uh, and now I was working for a big international nonprofit and loved it, right? So a lot of the things that that I did with publishing and at Reader's Digest was very much applicable to what, uh, what we did at IFAW. So there, I got involved with monthly giving. So I'd actually, like, thinking back, I actually had, at the Reader's Digest, I had worked in what they call, like, a continuity program, a loyalty program, you know, the four books in one um, one cover, if you will. So it was all, uh, all about loyalty as well. Um, but now it was all about monthly giving. So And, and IFA was uh, really one of of the the leaders in that space um and again it was active in six countries i mean ultimately we raise like 13 million dollars a year from these sustainers from so they the were sustainers very, from the monthly program that you were building program. at iphone yes yeah yeah so i literally built it from like 5 million to 13 million we added some countries i mean payment processes so uh and again this was in the days before email this was in the in the early to mid nineties, right? So, um, so that's that's kind of where where I got involved with monthly giving, and then after that, because I saw how powerful it was, I always was one of the advocates for monthly giving, and you know I moved on to work at an agency side, working with nonprofits, and again there I got involved with helping organizations with their direct mail, but also with their, uh, with their monthly giving. So I started. Did you find at the time when you, you transitioned into this agency space, uh, did you find even then that it was something that was a little bit more on the back burner that you're saying, Hey, have you thought about this? Or like I saw, I mean, geez, you're starting with 5 million and yeah, you more than doubled it to, you know, get it to 13, but there's a really strong base. So is it, has it for, you know, 20 plus years been something on the back burner? Because it still feels like that somewhat today. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it has really grown over the past six years, especially. Mm-hmm. And, and again, especially like even the, even more so in the last two years ever, you know, mm-hmm. since the new administration. But yes, it's always been somewhat of a back burner. Um, you know, people were still very much like, hey, we need that short term revenue. It's mm-hmm. all about getting those one time donations. And the monthly giving was a little bit of a a long-term investment. And even at IFA, it was for a long time, it was wonderful and they saw the power of it, but it was still the minute there was a risk of like losing that one-time gift revenue, mm-hmm. they would say, okay, Erica, can we pull back a little bit on investing in, in this long-term program? And uh, and I would say, well, yeah, that's that's great, but you are going to lose that long-term revenue, right? Yeah. And, and it wasn't until September 11 hit, which is now 18 years ago, right? So that people were like, whoa, hey, this money keeps coming in. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fabulous. Even if they couldn't go out in the mail, it was coming in. And that's when they really started investing even more heavily into growing the sustainable program mm-hmm. in all mm-hmm. of their markets. So yeah. they were, you know, so now they're in pretty much every channel to uh, to grow monthly giving. So yeah, to the point is like monthly giving was still very much on the back burner um, to the point that where... I would go to these conferences and, you know, I would walk through these bookstores when conferences still had bookstores. I mean, a lot of them don't have that anymore. So, and, and I was walking around and saying, wow, you know, there's no book on monthly giving. Maybe I should write it. Right. So that became sort of my, uh, my goal of saying, Hey, you know, we really need to have a book on monthly giving and maybe that will help organizations grow their programs um so that's that's kind of how i really got into the uh the the monthly giving consultant arena you know you uh you have to be careful what you um wish for yes right or be careful what you what you say out loud put into the universe saying you know oh there should really be a book on monthly giving and then all of a sudden you know it becomes an opportunity for you and and i would say that it's been uh, from the outside looking in, transformed it because it's giving you this path, and uh, you're such a subject matter expert on it. Um, so, talk to me about this. So, and you mentioned, you know, it's been, it's not new. Monthly giving's not new, and the roots of it, you can even think about um, subscription, mm-hmm. like magazine subscription. Mm-hmm. Thinking about Reader's Digest, it's a great example of mm-hmm. of the basis for that in the U.S. in particular. But it seems more relevant now than ever. Is that just um, that it's it's being talked about more now? Why is why is this monthly giving feel more relevant now than fifteen years ago? Well, I, I think a couple of things. One is, uh, you know, number one, I wrote the book on it. <laughs> but no, number two. Clearly, it, you started yeah, the path. Yeah, You're relevant, yeah. But, and, you know, I before that, Harvey McKinnon had written the book in 1999. So with I, and, and Ken Burnett had written a book on Friends for Life. So it wasn't a totally new idea. Um, but I think a couple of things happened. One is... Organizations saw that their donor retention rates were going down, 
So they were bringing in new donors, but then they weren't keeping them. And they found those organizations that had been having monthly donor programs saw that the retention rates were much higher. So that's, again, like to say, hey, this is an opportunity to increase our donor retention rate, keep these donors with us much longer. So that's, that's one. The other thing is, again, the whole online you know, emails, uh, digital, I mean, that has grown tremendously over the last couple of years. And combined with more tools, more payment platforms, more opportunities to offer recurring gifts, you know, right there on your website, has really made it a lot easier for organizations to generate new monthly donors. I mean, again, when I worked at IFA, we had, we only had direct mail and we had telemarketing. And then they started adding some TV and, you know, and then they, they started adding email and digital because again, that wasn't, that didn't exist. So, so the investment, the startup cost for a monthly donor program were much higher in the past and now, I mean, you know, as long as you have a website and you have an online, you know, way to make online donations, you're, you're golden, right? So, and, and 99% of, uh, of payment forms or donor-based systems, CRM systems, have the monthly giving option built in now. So, there really you is, have, yeah. you have to have it. There's no excuse not to offer it. So it's, you know, again, it's all about the planting that seed, right? So it is, it's all about planting a seed. And the, there has been this transference of subscription mentality from the, you know, from the silent generation to the boomer generation who really latched on to, you know, those two generational mm-hmm. cohorts latching on to the magazine subscription age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there into Gen X, you had, the magazine into the product subscription mm-hmm. page. And now food from boxes, Gen X yeah. into yeah, yeah, from Gen X into Millennial, you've got a whole new outlook right. on subscription, which makes us as consumers more comfortable in signing up to do things on a repeat basis. So that's also I think prompted people are ready and active and mm-hmm. comfortable being engaged mm-hmm. and paying for something on a monthly basis. My goodness, you know, uh, Netflix is a, mm-hmm. is a base mm-hmm. example, right? Yeah. Not to mention all the other things that you could get uh, subscriptions for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. so if it's so much a part of what we do as consumers now, um, why is it that many nonprofit organizations are slow to catch mm-hmm. on or slow to invest the time and the resources into building it. Well, again, that's it, that's a great question. I, I, it's it's something that I sometimes sort of like tear my hair out of and and say too, like, wow, you know, you've got these these huge number of donors. I mean, you got these, uh, and and you have the platforms. Why is it that you're not like focused on it? In and a couple of things is like number one, obviously, there's a lot of small smaller organizations that simply they look at this and like they they still think it's very difficult. So so it's like oh it's complicated. So they're you know they're just just not getting to it. Um, I mean I think the other thing is like this country, especially historically, has started out by focusing on major gifts. 
So all of the emphasis and the, the resources have historically gone into the major gift, building of bigger donors, investing mm-hmm. people in there, um, in, in the infrastructure. So so small donors were almost like, yeah, we need them, but we really don't mm-hmm. want to worry about it too much, you know, because we are too busy with with getting the million dollar gifts from some of these big donors, right? So so a lot of the bigger organizations that actually have more resources have like like universities and schools and 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 hospitals have yeah. have historically still kept focusing on on the major gifts while they could have actually spent a little bit more time on on building building some of these um these small recurring donor programs that will ultimately help you know help grow major gifts um but but that's just not been been set as the examples, I think. Um, and I think the other thing is, you know, I mean, a lot of, there is a lot of noise out there. There are a lot of new ideas. It's crowdfunding. It's this, it's that, you know, all these new next, like the shiny new things, right? So, and, and that takes people away from focusing on on hey you know we still need to bring in new donors we still need to keep our donors and try to upgrade them to higher levels and and monthly giving is a way to do exactly that right so um and you know and again i I think the other thing is like historically and and it's still a a little bit of a struggle i mean it's like the statistics have not been there either. I mean, there's a few um, stats that I follow, but I can count it on on like two hands, you know. So, um, so again, historically, there's not been that much of a focus on it, and, yeah. uh, and you know, so so I think if you don't have the statistics, then it doesn't you know uh, help. But to give you an ex- an example of st- statistic, I mean, right now you're getting about twenty four dollars a month on average. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, smaller organizations are getting like $36 a month. Right. So, you know, so that's, that's a mid-level donor for a lot of organizations, right? So, okay. So let's play it out this way. So, um, you know, I, uh, let's say I've just filed and I've got a new organization that I'm started, the Justin Foundation, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a lot of really cool things. And so, but we're, we're just started. Right, mm-hmm. we're we're a startup mm-hmm. in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- where would you counsel me? How would you counsel me to start a monthly giving program? Do I prioritize that over one-time giving altogether? Do I try mm-hmm. to stack it? Mm-hmm. How do you counsel me to make it a a priority? All of those aspects. Yeah. So, if you're just starting out, I would not recommend that you start with monthly giving first. I mean, again, you you have to have a website, you have to have an online payment processor. So in that, you will have recurring gifts built in. But I would focus on bringing in new donors and then ask them to convert to give monthly or offer the monthly payment option as a way to that they can support your organization, right? So I would, Mm -hmm. uh, if you're a small organization, if you're just starting out, I would say, hey, you have bigger fish to fry, right? You know, Mm -hmm. lots of governance and, and, uh, and, and other startup, like even getting your name out there and, and what, what you stand for and trying to generate the stories and, and again, building, building an overall communications plan 
um, which you're good at anyhow. So, so you can, um, so that's where you would start. And then, you know, just like chip away at it, right? So once you have a base, then you can, once you have an email list, you can start mentioning the monthly giving option. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, you want to you want to get as many new donations and then convert them as like sort of like a two-step approach if you will this episode of group thinkers is brought to you by the rkd group blog you might be listening on a mobile device right now and if so you can go ahead and open up a browser window and visit rkdgroup.com blog when you get there you're going to find all sorts of resources tackling issues that are current in the nonprofit marketing space. There's channel specific resources focused on direct mail, digital, multi-channel, and even omni-channel. There's also hot topics like GDPR, mid-level, digital media, look back windows, and more. It's all over at rkdgroup.com slash blog. And now back to group thinkers. Um, you, uh, you just use a phrase that I love. And I've heard you say before, chip away. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, talk to me about the idea of chipping away. So now, you know, fast forward um, three years, five years and the Justin Foundation, we've got, you know, uh, we've got a couple thousand donors and we're doing pretty good. We're expanding our programs. Uh, we've been able to bring on more staff and uh, we've started doing direct response. We're in a pretty good spot. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mainstream organization uh and so talk to me about the the philosophy behind chipping away and Mm -hmm. how um monthly giving what counsel you would give to that type of organization on how to elevate promote or create internal buy-in on monthly giving Right. So if you have a program uh if you if you already have a number of donors i would look at what level are they typically giving at? So most monthly donors will come out of those donors who've actually given in the last year. Those donors who've given, so if you have a direct response program, those donors have given multiple times. So, so they're multi-givers, they care about your organization, um, but they're not usually the big check writers. So you're looking at donors who've given less than $250. Right. So that's where you would start with. And then uh, again, you can take a look at those donors who have given by credit card before. So if they're already giving uh, by credit card, they're more comfortable giving giving monthly that's by credit quite card. A tell. That's such a good tell. Uh, you know, so and again, that I continue to see that that increases response in the mail and and by phone, especially. So so that's that's one thing to look at. And then look at Everything you're doing. So in other words, if you're sending out a thank you letter, pop in a buck slip about talking about monthly giving. If you are doing petitions and you're online and you're saying thank you for signing a petition, in that thank you, you know, like autoresponder, you can put a message in like, hey, you know, it would be even better if you could join with the monthly gift, you know, da, 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 and then click right through, right? Um, email, you know, welcome email series, uh, you know, every opportunity that you have where you're reaching out to your donors or your prospects, see where you can build in the option to make a monthly gift. And I mean, I, I work with a lot of 
organizations at all different levels. And a lot of them say, yeah, I have this monthly giving option on my website, but I haven't really promoted it. And I say, okay, well, do you have an email newsletter? And they're like, yeah, well, put a little note in every email newsletter. And again, it's not, you know, monthly giving is not something that you start once and then you forget about it. It's like, it's a constant reminding donors that this is a way that they can make a difference that's convenient for them. Um, and, and again, so everything that you do, just look at where can I add in uh, some monthly gifts. I mean, I, I just came back from the Bridge Conference, and it, which is always a great conference, 2,500 people. And we, we did our first sustainer workshop. It was a pre-conference. We had like 40 people uh, and, you know, including one organization that already had 250,000 sustainers, right? You know, so, and there, you know, they were, they came away with some great new ideas that they hadn't necessarily thought about. Uh, again, so, so it's, it's, it's all about like, and especially if you're an organization and you have control over your whole communications plan, you, or you have the collaboration that you can, touch all of these other communication plans, that's where, you know, you can make a difference. Um, to give you another example, an organization I work with, they send an email a day and we said, well, what if we put a PS referring to monthly gifts? So, well, they started that and they already have hundred new sustainers since the last two months since they started this, right? So again, it's not huge. It doesn't cost you anything but you're adding new sustainers to the mix. So that's an example of really chipping away at it. Like, what are you doing? Adding, adding that, that opportunity for the donor to, uh, to give monthly. Um, but again, sounds, be very targeted. It sounds like so much of this, so much of the success behind it is tied to, as you're saying, chipping away, I'm going to use another word for it, um, it's creating a culture around monthly mm-hmm. giving within mm-hmm. your department overall. And mm-hmm. is, is it fair to say that the organizations that are being successful are the ones being that are committed to it? Is that, yes. I mean, is that a fair? Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one of the questions, whenever I do a presentation, I always ask like, show of hands, who's, who has a monthly donor program? And I get like, you know, two thirds sometimes like, um, but then I also say, well, who gives monthly, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and then you get like maybe, maybe one quarter to half of the room puts up their hand. So, so again, it's like those organizations, those people who are giving mm-hmm. monthly themselves are much more committed as well. And again, the reality is just kind of like what they say about major gifts, right? So how can you ask somebody for a major gift where you have to, you know, commit to that yourself? Well, how can you ask somebody to give monthly if you're not giving monthly yourself? If nothing else, you have to join your own program. But how about like joining some of these other leaders in, in monthly giving and see what they're doing? How often do they reaching out? How are they doing it? What are they What are they doing? Right? Mm. What do they do when you join? Right? I mean, I'm. I don't even know. I mean, I'm probably giving monthly to like forty organizations or something like that. I don't even know exactly which which organizations I give monthly to, but there's a lot of them, right? So I get a lot of stuff to see how uh, what what they're doing, but they're absolutely committed to it, and and they want to grow, and they see that 
that power. Um, what are what are some of your your favorite uh, strategies or tactics that you've seen amongst both the ones that you give to the ones that you work with uh, or the ones that you just see? What are some of the uh, the highlight real worthy strategies that really touched you uh, of organizations that are doing it really well? Yeah, so I think organizations doing really well, they really try to have, um, to offer it in every channel. So direct mail, it still works. So they're still doing an ask in the, in the mail. They're using the phone. The phone still works. Um, you know, they're using email as, as much as possible. They're also using uh, sort of like, a, again, a like a, a, a two-step approach in many cases. Like I see a lot of organizations right now look doing quizzes. So they do a quiz and then the quiz answer or, you know, the, the um, your vote or vote or something like that sits on a page where the donation or the monthly gift option is right there. So, uh, you know, like in some of the animal charities, especially are really cute. They do like little videos, you know, so videos are great, you know, so anything that you can do to direct people to go to a site and then you have that um, monthly giving um, right sitting right there. Uh, some organizations are really successful, like um, putting out thank you videos. So it's an executive director or their CEO, president, uh, whoever is their leader that says thank you for the gift. And then again, that sits on a page where the the donor can say, oh, yeah, I'm excited about this. I do care about this organization. And that's why I, I want to give monthly. So it was it was kind of interesting last week at the uh, sustainer workshop we did a little exercise asking people to write down what was their biggest reason for giving monthly mm. and um and then we we you know combined them and two-thirds of the people in the room were all giving monthly but they said because they want to make a difference to the organization so they still want to support, right? And then secondary was because it is easy, because it's it's easy on their budget. So, mm-hmm. but the but the main reason was because they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to support mm-hmm. the organization, right? So, um, so it wasn't because they got a premium or a Chodsky. It was very much focused to and tied to the mission, right? So, um, so again, that that was kind of eye opening for me. Like I was expecting more, many more people to say, yeah, because they have that wonderful tote bag or they have this, sure, sure. you know, all of all of this. And it was it was none of none of that, right? Um, you know, but I that's think, interesting, Erica. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think about research that we did uh, with McQueen Macken Associates and put out in March of this year, well, we were looking at December and what happened in December of 2018, that kind of sharp fall off in online versus historical results and uh, sharp fall off in giving overall versus historical results. And our research self-reported from donors, one in five <clears throat> chose to um, give less than what they had done in previous years. And among those who chose to give less, the number one reason was less of a connection. And so there's this really interesting relationship in what you're just saying. Amongst our peers in the nonprofit marketing space, those that are giving monthly, the majority are saying, no, 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 it's because I want to make a difference. I want to be connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
are, but we're seeing people fall off, not necessarily monthly donors. We're just seeing people fall off because they're feeling less connected and Mm -hmm. connecting with them into a monthly giving space seems to be a solve Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. this bridge to their heart. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's a very good, uh, good point. So, and again, I mean, I, I always recommend that you definitely want to continue to communicate with your monthly donors, right? And, and saying thank you and, and make them, you know, and make them continue to feel that connection, the feel good feeling of, of making a gift, right? Even though, you know, like they might've set it up automatically, but they're still getting like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I support this organization and yeah, this poor animal, you know, I already make a difference, you know, by, uh, by doing my, my making my monthly gift, right? So, so yeah, it's like, we're all, I guess, all of us fundraisers, we're all trying to find that magic bullet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How do you keep your donors? How do you get them feel, feel them, get them to feel more connected? Um, You know, so, and I think that's the next step then is like, okay. And then if they're felt connected enough during their lifetime, can they, you know, feel so connected that they're going to leave you in their will, right? You know, sure. so, um, and I'm, I'm actively working with uh, some of those um, staff folks to say, well, okay, what are you seeing in, okay, you know, like some of the anecdotal results that I've seen in, um, in monthly donors is that, you know, like they're much, they're six times more likely to leave you in their will. Right. Um, that's based on uh, some research that I heard from uh, a colleague in the UK. Right. So because and they've been having monthly donor programs much longer than we have. And they and they can see how people were giving in their wills. So they, they had that research out there and it was it was it was very, uh, very interesting. So, I mean, I've seen some of my clients like, uh, you know, two years ago, they had uh, their 75 percent of their legacy revenue came from monthly donors. Right. And they had a pretty they had like 30,000 monthly donors. But there's not that much statistically out there in this country yet to really make that uh, connection. But it makes sense, right? You know, somebody, totally makes sense. you know. Totally makes sense. So. It's about connection, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So if um, chipping away mm-hmm. helps build a commitment towards mm-hmm. monthly giving mm-hmm. uh, and you've got a rise in the subscription mentality, it's relevant. It's easy, like you said. Mm-hmm. Why aren't more people doing it? Like, why are people knocking down the door to do this? I mean, we only have 40 people, which is great for a first time on a pre-conference event to have 40 people mm-hmm. who are invested in. Oh, you mean to the sustainable workshop? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's there's 1.6 million nonprofits. Yeah. What is? What do you think the the hesitation, or what's the thing that's preventing folks from? investing more in this yeah i mean i i think people are just busy and they 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 get you know especially some of the smaller organizations they get pulled into so many different directions i mean they don't even have time half the time and i'm sure you find this like they don't even have time to really work on their direct mail program let alone you know um let alone like monthly giving um i think the other thing is uh, and and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I see that a lot of the younger fundraisers that are coming into the mix, they're 
they're seeing that they think it's all about digital, they think it's about all about email, but what they're not seeing is the fact that the the volume is not necessarily there, the response rates are not necessarily there. Um, and then the other thing is they're forgetting that, you know, to your point, it's you still need to connect with your donor. So in other words, if you just signed up and you made a gift online, a one-time gift online, and you're getting a, an automatic email, thank you, but then you're not getting anything in the mail um, for another year, then you've just lost that connection, right? You know, so uh, it's so it's still all about multi-channel, and 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 again, and also looking at who are your donors. How old are your donors? What do you know about your donors, right? So, and I think that there's a little bit of a disconnect there as well where, I mean, and I've had it happen where I go to conferences or, or presentations and people say, oh, I would never pick up the phone to call a donor, right? And it's like, whoa, you're missing an opportunity to connect and find out why that donor is giving monthly or why that donor just made a gift, right? And just because you're not comfortable with a, a, a phone call, the donor may be comfortable with that, right? And they might appreciate it because a lot of people don't call anymore, right? And they may be looking for a connection. And uh, I mean, again, I've had, I've joined programs and I was just blown away by um, by people calling me, even if I made a $5 a month gift, right? So they're like, wow, you know, they took the time to find out why I did that. And and it, it was just really, really powerful. But I mean, yeah, that- I'm, I'm getting older, right? I'm a baby boomer. So, so I'm starting to be in the, in the donor category, right? Obviously, but. Well, but it's still, you know, I think, Eric, I think you're right. Is that, you know, at the end of the day, the reason why um, we're just waking up to this is somewhat because of our history, right? And the nature of the development of the nonprofit market space in the U.S. It's somewhat because we continue to prioritize individual giving both, you know, at a one-time lower level and then all the way up through the mid and the major. And so we haven't necessarily prioritized mm-hmm. monthly. And, you know, I, from all of the research that you're citing and from the trends in consumer behavior and the opportunity to increase retention, the time is now. I mean, my goodness, the time is now to mm-hmm. uh, to, to focus on it and, and leverage it. And so, so very thankful for you as a resource for organizations uh, that have uh, some deep expertise on, um, on monthly giving and have seen many organizations and you've given to so many organizations to, to be able to, to lean on. Um, where, so just in, in you know, uh, wrapping up our conversation and, and not letting you give away too many of your secrets, where can, people, um, where can people connect with you online? How can they get in touch with you to learn more about um, monthly giving and the work that you do? Right. So thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, on my website, adirectsolution.com, so www.adirectsolution.com, there's a lot of free resources, many, many free resources, including like a monthly donor roadmap. You literally, you can print that out and follow the steps and, you know, you will be 
better off for it, right? So lots of like tools, downloadable, customizable templates for your organization, uh, all free of charge, right? All there to uh, to help you uh, grow your uh, your monthly donor program. So it, again, you just have to commit to say, hey, I'm going to take the first step and start. Mm-hmm. And And one of the things I always say is like, just even if you did one hour a, a Monday, every Monday, you take three to four or three to five, just one or two hours every Monday to chip away at this um, this monthly donor roadmap and, you know, write an email, put a PS in there and see what happens, right? Um, because that's, that's what, you know, that's what it's all about. I mean, at the Bridge Conference, there was a... Uh, a group uh, like a, a climate organization and they did a lot of stuff digitally and they said, okay, well, if, even if something doesn't work, seem to work at first, you just try something else. Right. So it, mm. it doesn't, you know, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg anymore. Right. The, the investment mm. is just, it's a little bit of time and, yeah. and just one hour a week or, you know, obviously more if you have it, but, um, but you can do a lot in, in one hour a week. Um, if you just go to my website and download all those great resources at adirectsolution.com. You've got so many resources there. Uh, you have, you know, uh, a lot of great content that you're putting on LinkedIn. So I would encourage folks to also find you on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and connect with you there. And, uh, and, and those are two ways that they can, um, begin going down the road of either building or optimizing, continuing to grow their, their monthly donor program. Erica, thank you so much for spending time today. Uh, it's always fun to chat with you and uh, to talk about, you know, the state of our space. And so I, I just, I, I really appreciate you spending the time. Great. Thanks, Justin. You're welcome. All right, Erica. Have okay. a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you. So there's a chat with my good friend, Erica. Uh, one of my big takeaways was this idea that Erica talked about chipping away. Uh, I remember the, you know, in the, uh, in the political space, political fundraising space, when we started to see this idea of chip in this chip in mentality, and now it's, it's pro- proliferated the, uh, the fundraising space, particularly on the, the political side, because it feels like it's something small that you do, uh, repeatedly that ultimately makes a big impact. And that's the idea that Eric is talking about here, just chipping away the shift to monthly giving and having a monthly giving first mindset isn't going to happen overnight. And uh, it feels like it's a major endeavor, but the organizations who are making it work with great success are those that are being intentional with each and every effort, little small things, just chipping away. I, I really do love that. Uh, hey, last thing. Uh, before we close out the episode, connect with us uh, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at Group Thinkers. And uh, be sure to tune in next week as we chat with a different innovator, uh, someone who's making a difference in the nonprofit marketing industry. Uh, we'll see you down the road. Group Thinkers is a production of RKD Group. For more information, visit rkdgroup.com slash podcast. Special thanks to our production team, including the talented Ryan Mellinger for his work on mixing every episode. Also a shout out to the content team that helps pull together research and guests, 
what's the marketing efforts behind group thinkers suzanne ronnie and others for their work on this and every episode of group thinkers <laughs>